0: Hey guys, Taylor here from Game Devs Quest with this week's quick tip. This one comes from Catalyst Creations, our good buddy on Discord and Twitch. In Unity, sometimes it's really handy to be able to look at a window or tab more closely, and without changing your layout, you can hold down Shift, then hit Space, and it'll maximize that tab that you you have selected. To unmaximize, just hold down Shift and hit Space again. It's really handy. Did you miss this time? (laughs) It's a clap, bitch.
1: (laughs) 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome to Game Devs Quest, your once-weekly podcast chronicling our journey into game devdom. I'm one of your hosts, Rhett.
0: I'm one of your other hosts, Taylor. What's up guys, how you doing? Oh, <sighs> good.
1: Happy <laughs> Friday, man. TGIF.
0: Dude, for real. This week was more TGIF than I've felt in a long time. It's been a been a busy week. I've been dragging hard, so <laughs> Dragon. I'm happy to be here with you, bood. Bood? Bood? Bood. Boot. Hey bood. Hey Bood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cowabunga, booed. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Anyways, uh, uh, booed. So, um, (laughs) so I don't know if I've ever talked about like one of my, one of my day jobs on here, but, um, is this the
0: the super secret day job or, or a different day job?
1: No, it's the less super secret day job. But yesterday, uh, you know, I went into work and, uh, God, Skype is controlling my freaking volume on Audacity. How annoying can that possibly get? <laughs> Don't you love how
0: all these tools that are like so streamlined, like iTunes and Skype, like when you have them set up and working, they're they're pretty good. Like Skype we switched over to Skype today because the quality <laughs> is a little better. Yeah. Yet they suck so much ass because they like just find ways to just impede
1: your, like, efficiency? Oh, It's <laughs> like, I don't fucking want you to tell me how high my fucking recording volume should be, you motherfucker. Like, just knock it off. Uh... Because the problem is, is when I'm not talking, when I'm listening to you, it's like, I need to hear. And it jacks the volume up all the way. So then the next time I talk, it peaks. <laughs> and then it goes, you're too loud. And then it drops it to, like, 50% recording volume. And so then when I'm editing, it's like the biggest bullshit that's ever bullshitted.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, well, roll. <laughs> um,
1: one of my day jobs, and I don't know if I've talked about it too much, and I usually don't because people hate it. But uh, I, 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 um, I help run a security program for a uh, chain of grocery stores. And anyways, uh, yesterday I had a bunch of my guys in because it's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna be blitzing the store, and we need to like you know keep people from shoplifting. Um, anyways, in a twelve hour period, <laughs> we uh, apprehended 10 shoplifters, which is just like, wow, that's like unheard of. <laughs> like I've never, I've never seen that. Like, it's yeah, just that's crazy. a busy day. Yeah. So we were moving and hustling all day yesterday. Um, so <laughs> it just, this week was just a weird one in general. Like I, have been working like more than I generally do just which you know anybody listens week in week out they're like really Rhett you say that every week <laughs> that you had to work a lot but the past couple of weeks have been kind of stressful and I've been like gearing up for the potential of like uh possibly being like the sole income provider for my house so mm-hmm. um because of that you know I've been trying to work a lot more and find other side hustles and things like that and uh oh man it just about killed me so thank god it's friday i mean i still gotta do more work and shit but (laughs) yeah
0: yeah you've been a a little uh well i mean we've been communicating but it seems like you've been pretty busy and i mean i've been pretty busy too not in the same exact way just like (laughs) i normally have a lot of sit down time at work where i can like just take my time with things and this week uh we finished a whole bunch of well we had a bunch of projects that were kind of like running towards the end, uh last week and then I was in interviews uh this week for another position at the at the library. And it's just like I was going and going and going. Like basically it's like one of those days where you have like nonstop meetings essentially and you you don't really have a chance to just like sit down and decompress. <laughs> so that was awesome on top of I have been sleeping like garbage because I think I think Walter and Otson, my two cats, like hit this level this week in their relationship where maybe like <laughs> Walter suddenly outgrew being like a kitten. <laughs> and I mean he still is young. He's like nine months and uh does some kitten things, but I think he decided like he's a grown cat this week. Yeah. He's and like, so finally. <laughs> yeah. It's like his balls dropped or something. And uh so <laughs> so now he, he and Otzen are like fighting all the time and he's much more vocal. Like now at 5am every morning, he meows and it's not like, like Otzen, his meow is annoying, but Walter's is like this practically like a yell meow. And it's like, and he does it like over and over and over until we get up. And if we don't get up, he starts jumping at the wall at, uh, the curtains at the windows and just making like crazy noises. So that's been fun. I basically have been like getting up at five and going to bed at like 11. And that's not how my sleep works. So I've been pretty exhausted. And I think it it shows on my streams too, because like I've been doing some stuff that's like fairly basic and it's been like really confusing. Like last night I was, uh, all I was really trying to do was make it so that my character in my game uh, would not run through these walls and I could not get it to work. And it, like, it seems like such a basic, <laughs> basic thing. Like, all right, player, when you're running and you hit this wall, just don't go through it. <laughs> and uh, it took me like almost an hour to, to figure it out with people on stream helping. And then like when you're streaming and you're you're really screwing up, and not making any progress you see like that viewer count just drop yeah (laughs) you're like cool i'm doing a really good job here (laughs) (laughs) like no one no one cares anymore um so i don't know that was that was kind of the story of the week but I'm happy it's the weekend. I got some exciting stuff. We have some exciting stuff going on this weekend. Yeah, man,
1: big things in store for Game Devs Quest. Uh, yeah. you, you, guys, you guys know that. You've been listening along.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna play some stuff close to the chest for coming up. But hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully this translates to like you know listening experiences that our uh, our friends enjoy. So thanks for yeah. thanks for tuning in. We're yeah. so happy. You're yeah. So happy. Oh <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, dude. That's been the story of 2018 so far has been yeah really really awesome community building and uh, you know just getting in touch with with people and yeah growing. You know one thing
1: <laughs> one thing that I want to mention because it's been a couple of weeks since we've. You know, launched our book club podcast. I don't want to spend too much time on it because we've been talking about it for weeks now, and everybody's like, "Okay, we get it." You have another podcast, but I'm yeah. here for Game Devs Quest. Gosh darn it! Yeah. Um. Any, we didn't really get to talk about it too much last week because we had our buddy John on, and uh, we briefly touched on it after an almost <laughs> 90 minute podcast. So yeah, uh, we just really wanted to touch base on that real quick. So we launched our book club podcast. Anybody who doesn't know yet, it's called. Awesome Book Club and it's uh part of the same podcast network that Game Dev's Quest is, the Awesome Internet Radio Podcast Network on airpodcast.com. And uh you guys can find it pretty much where if you find this one, wherever you might find this one, you can find it in the same place. Um, yep. It's not up on Stitcher yet, but it will be. Um so I it, you know, generally if you're listening to this on some podcast app, uh It probably gets its information from iTunes or other places like that, so um, just search for Awesome Book Club, and if that doesn't do it, uh, search for Awesome Book Club, Awesome Internet Radio probably helps. I mean, that's a lot of typing to do with your thumbs, but uh, otherwise, you can find it at airpodcast.com, and you can download them that way or stream them that way. Um, They're all – we release all the episodes at once, so – and if you guys are interested in reading along, that's great. But if you guys aren't interested in reading the books, I think it's still a great listen anyways. Uh, a buddy of mine was listening along and he was like, yeah, I have no intention of reading. But like you honestly almost convinced me just to like support the author and like buy the book. And I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think people who haven't read the books still get something out of it. Um, you know, and since we're reading nonfiction right now, primarily, it's kind of fun because it, it's like we can spoil the shit out of the book and it's not – Really, a spoiler. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's kind of been the joy of the way we've been doing it. Cause otherwise, like, you know, if we're like, all right, we're, we're going to read the Game of Thrones books. Everybody's going to be like, I ain't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my, uh, friends and coworkers, old coworkers, uh, picked up the book. Uh, she was listening to, uh, to the podcast and was like, whoa, this, uh, this book is intense, man. I got to pick this up. Sapiens. It's, uh, it's like a thrilling read for me, honestly. Like, it's, just, yeah, it's, it's so packed. And, it um... is really good.
1: <laughs> it's really good. And I've been like tweeting people, you know, trying to start up conversations with people who have been tweeting about the book. Mm-hmm. And everybody like is so passionate about it. And they, it's like they all have. Um, they all have, uh, like, you know, their own favorite parts. And it's like the book spans so much. It actually really makes me want to read the sequel because I've been seeing so many people oh. saying, like, a lot of the people that I've been talking to on Twitter, they got to, um, you know, their tweets are about, like, oh, I just started Homo Deus, you know, the sequel to Sapiens. And man, it's so good. It, like, lives up to the hype. And other some other people think, don't think it does, but it makes me want to go find it and read it.
0: I think you may have mentioned that there was a sequel sequel to that, but I didn't realize that. We yeah, read I, mentioned it. <laughs> it the,
1: I mentioned it on the podcast, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about the book club. It's uh, another thing to look forward to. And obviously, like this podcast is about game dev, um, but we also talk a lot about motivation, self-betterment, growing as a person. And that's kind of the purpose of the book club podcast is you know we want to we want to learn about perspectives and things that we don't know anything about uh to try and shape our perspective going forward and and trying to make it more rounded and more realistic with how the world really is as opposed to how we've kind of thought thought it is throughout our lives so um i think it's really beneficial we we read some cool challenging books and uh if you guys have any suggestions for books you think we should read that might challenge the way we think i'm all open like in we talked about it on the other podcast or or maybe just with one another but it's like i'm open to really anything at this point like you want to talk about like drug use changing people's beliefs you got a book about that throw it at us or you know uh satanism or whatever, I don't care. Like throw it at us. I'm interested in learning about the world, about what it's like, even if things, you know, it may be like another religion or something to like believe in uh that's not necessarily backed by science. Like I'm interested in learning how other people live their lives too, you know. And and that's beneficial too to know just so you can have like a more rounded opinion of things and uh perspective on how the world is so that's what i'm excited about for the awesome book club we got some cool books we've uh we've finished four of them we still have two banked books banked episode of of books uh that will be coming out soon and then we have another one we're, we're recording this weekend so we got a lot of cool cool stuff coming on going on there it is right <laughs> <laughs> uh i was also going to mention going back to game devs quest um we have the one mechanic game jam going on starting february yeah. 9th and Put we kind of
1: registrations in boys and yeah girls.
0: i mean we announced it we haven't been doing a great job of pushing it but i think going forward i want to you know get more people involved it's a good way to get uh, new game developers making games um yeah. feeling confident about making games because it's you know one mechanic um It's really cool having a lot of you guys on Discord involved and excited about it. Um, What I'd like to challenge you all to do and uh, help us out with is if you feel so inclined, please uh, share that link with your friends, Uh, maybe just a tweet on Twitter or something. We'd like to get as many people going as as possible. Um, I think it'd be really fun to pass you know, the number of games we had submitted last time, so that we can have like an even longer and more interesting stream uh, going because we're going to stream all the games that are submitted. Um, and I don't know, I just, we really want to build the community, get people positive about yeah. game. I dev.
1: propose this. I propose this. You guys know me and Taylor do our best to challenge each other each week to uh, do something, you know, maybe outside of our comfort zone or something that we're right on the cusp of doing and I just haven't found the motivation to do yet I am I propose a challenge to you, listener <laughs> if there is somebody you know that wants to get into game development and doesn't know where, you should take them right under your little wing and you should suggest kindly to them that they try out the One Mechanic Game Jam and you could put them onto some of the resources that we've been talking about or that you're aware of and get them to do something, even if it's just like I mean, our first Game Jam game was a fucking 15-minute animation. (laughs) It was the worst. (laughs) So, Uh. you know, we should go back, and we should, like, make Iceberg 2, and we should actually have, like, shit to do. Oh,
0: that's an awesome idea, dude. Yeah, yeah. We should.
1: (laughs) Um but yeah, find somebody that, you know, wants to get into game, uh, game development, or maybe they are getting into game development, but they haven't found like the courage to tackle their first project. There is an even better person to target and you should suggest that they sign up and you should suggest that they join our community on discord where the people love to help each other out. Um, if that sounds like something that you think you can do, then do it because I think, uh, you know, uh, the more people that are involved in game development, it, I think it's just better for the community in general. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we do such a good good job of, like, uh, of, um, you know, kind of spreading that positivity and uh, spreading that support and love, and it just makes the community, like, that much richer. And Yeah. Um, and the One Mechanic Game Jam is specifically aimed at those people. So if you're an experienced dev and you know some people, that's my challenge to you. Find one and suggest that they sign up or at least look at the page and, and encourage them say, you know, it's easy, man. You're making a game with one mechanic. <laughs> yeah. And, uh,
0: I don't know if we specifically mentioned this, but we did decide we're doing a theme. Um, the theme will be coming out the day before the jam starts. So we'll, uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Uh, yeah, it's going to yeah. be pretty cool. I got two things to say about that. One is that we have a, a, a link that's a little bit easier to use, Uh, to share. Um, So if you want to share the link for the one mechanic game jam, you can share bit.ly forward slash OMG jam three. That'll just bring Uh, it right to that HIO page. So that'll be cool. Uh, The other thing I have to say is just kind of speaking to that. um, I don't know the spirit of the OMG jam. Uh, So our good buddy, my secret weapon uh, he's, gotten really involved in discord and uh, it's been really cool having him around just throwing lots of positivity and support our way so certainly want to shout you out man appreciate your help and support but i did want to say um so his brother has been streaming on twitch lately started doing some uh video game streaming not not game dev but video game streaming Um, and his name on twitch is the underscore voice underscore he's doing some some cool games uh he's playing darkest dungeon yesterday which i hadn't ever played or really seen much of and it looks super legit um but just a cool guy reminds me a lot of his brother my secret weapon um and and he and i were talking about you know game dev and game dev skills and all that kind of stuff and he kept saying oh you know it's something i've like been interested in but i don't really have the skills and don't really think i can learn the skills whatever but he, he was saying my secret weapon is brother you know he's talks about how good of a speaker he is and everything and and storyteller and i was like well dude that's a game dev skill right there you know yeah. so uh my secret weapon i know you're doing the the one mechanic game jam i think you should talk your brother into helping you write a story for your game. And get him involved, because, you know, if it's something he's thought about, um, but just doesn't feel like he has the skills. Rhett and I talk about this all the time. Game dev skills can literally be just about anything. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Rhett's brother, uh, Jason, also known as Nardrog on on Discord, uh, you know, he kind of had the same attitude. And now he's writing stories. Like, right, he, I think he's working on one novel, basically, and he wants to take the stories he writes and convert them into video game stories, which is its own skill in itself, something I have no skill in, uh, but is still a game dev skill. So I think, and as part of the One Mechanic Game Jam, just showing people that even if they don't have the tech skills or the art skills or whatever... There are other types of skills that can be involved in making games. And I think indie developers oftentimes kind of get caught up, um, especially the little guys like us, we get caught up in trying to do everything ourselves and being, you know, very focused on making a product, you know, oh, I need to learn C sharp so I can put, you know, use unity, or I need to learn pixel art so I can make this character, Well, for me, like my games, they are small, but they're definitely lacking some game design components. They're lacking any kind of story components. And that's something that can definitely benefit a game. So I just want to, you know, anybody who's listening that says they don't know how to program or don't know how to draw or whatever, I bet you that you have a skill that is a game development skill and you can polish that up and use it to make a game. Whether you're doing it by yourself or just contributing to a team, like you have you have some type of skill that will benefit you in terms of game dev. So yeah, I just wanted to shout out the voice. His stream was really cool. Really nice guy. Um very positive, and uh encourage you guys to check out his stream as well.
1: Heck so, yeah.
0: Support the small guys, small streamers, like me.
1: <laughs> yeah, support me, Taylor Buka. Yeah. yeah, guys.
0: <laughs> Drop everyone else and support me. All your subs and all your money to me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't care. All your are
1: belong to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking well, of which, uh, been doing some work on one cam. Uh, as always, we uh, month four, week four, I think.
1: Week I only, four.
0: I only have a couple days left before I'm gonna f- have to turn it in.
1: <laughs> I know Taylor's like over there talking about his game or whatever, and he's like, he was like, here's the game. I'm like. That's great, but are you going to be able to finish that in a couple days? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I looks badass, though.
0: Thank you. Yeah, oh, man. It's been fun. I, it's, once again, another learning experience. A lot of pixel art, which has been fun. Now I'm kind of getting into the how do I wrap this up kind of phase. Um, I have the player in there i have kind of this arena area that he he's going through i started basically making this dialogue system where uh, you can talk to the shaman so my new idea and i don't know if i talked about this last week i don't think i did my new idea is basically so there's the shaman that will summon you uh, if you die well he summons you to start you're kind of this caveman guy who's trapped in like this purgatory type realm and there are these enemies that will be randomly spawned around the play space that are attacking you if you die well i'll get to that actually so if you kill the enemies they drop souls and the whole point of the game is to collect enough souls so that the shaman will be able to spawn these runes And you need four runes that kind of go around the main spawn area. And once you hit the four, uh, he'll summon a portal, which allows you to get out of purgatory. So uh, the idea, I guess, is if you die uh, and you have runes, he'll be able to kind of like use the souls from that rune to rebirth you, which is the whole theme of the month. Mm -hmm. And then um, if you run out of runes, I don't know, maybe you turn into one of the enemies or something um you're kind of stuck there forever and you lose uh but that's it really uh initially i thought that i would have you kind of go out and adventure you know and try and find these runes uh so that he could spawn the portals but that would be too much time i think it would be kind of cool though if i could add some more enemies right now i only have one type of enemy and then each type of enemy would drop a different type of soul and then that that type of soul corresponds to one type of rune and you need all four to be able to get out of there um but i don't think i'll have time to make it to make it to that so but uh this has been a fun fun month for sure i've gotten a lot of people hanging out on twitch which has been awesome you guys have been so supportive and helpful and Like every time I stream, it's always a blast seeing kind of like my regular bunch of bros, you know, it reminds me of like going to school and just hanging out with my friends or whatever. So it was really cool having you guys hang out. Um, The other thing is just, I've said this before, like the fact that this game is recognizable as like a style of game, you know, that you can just walk around, uh, you know, that you can fight enemies is really satisfying. And it feels like something that I would want to work on more long-term if, if it ends up that way. So it's been a, a really good month. I'm excited to see what next month is like. Um, Cause as always, like after you've been working on a project for a little while, it's nice to have some variety and move on to something else, but I'm excited to see where this goes.
1: Yeah, man. That's great. I'm glad to see you chipping away at that.
0: Yeah. Should be good. What else we got, right? <laughs> are, we, are we drying up again? We did the yeah. same thing we did two weeks ago, where we talked for like an hour and a half before we did the podcast. So and, uh, I wonder if that's part of it.
1: Well, and I think we, I think with everything that we got coming up today and uh, this weekend, uh, we're just we're like so focused on other things. So it's yeah, like, um, you know, I'll the... yes, oh, there was something I was gonna say, but uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, um, I have I've had have. Boo! I mean, booed. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, Alexa just talked to me. That scared the shit out of me. Um, (laughs) Dude, that legitimately got my heart going. Okay, so, um, you know, since I've been working so much, uh, I've kind of have sort of dumbed down some of my other, like, project responsibilities, and I've kind of, uh, since I've been working late, I've kind of been staying up late and sleeping in, and last week or whatever it was, uh, you and I played some Rocket League a little bit. Oh yeah, dude. That was so fun. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of got me. I was like, oh right, my console has like things on it. And uh, so I've been playing some more of my console games and, you know, I, before I was playing some other games that um, were a lot of fun, but a while ago I got uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 and uh, anybody who doesn't know, Metal Gear Solid is like one of my favorite game series. The first Metal Gear Solid was like Pretty much my favorite game. Um, there was like a point where I could like beat it with my eyes closed, uh, and that's like only a mild exaggeration. Like I played it so much, I just it was like down to a science, right? Like hold the thumbstick forward twelve seconds, hold the thumbstick left three seconds, hold the thumbstick. It was just like that Maybe you should level. Should speedrun it, dude? Um, I don't know if I could go much faster than I have in the past. I think like the. The fastest you can play through it um, without like using any game-breaking bugs is like uh, a little less than four hours.
0: Oh, that's pretty long.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Like, I wonder. I'll look this up right now. I'll just type it in.
0: Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know what necessarily one hour. constitutes Someone a good beat it speed it in run. One hour. One hour. Dang.
1: That's the first result on YouTube <laughs> for awesome games done quick, 2014. Uh, John Dodson was just talking about that on the last thing,
0: dude. That confused me, by the way, when he said GDQ. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I
1: was like what? We didn't
0: do anything about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, game's done quick. That's cool. Speaking that's of uh, speed runs, though, our buddy Matty Kens is uh, is working on his game Grape Escape, and uh, he's gonna be releasing it on Steam, and it's a speed run game. Like it's that's kind of one of its main draws. I suck at it. I can't get farther than like level three or four but uh if you guys uh know madikens look for that game to come out on steam and support him man he's a really cool dev and we appreciate him a lot so anyways back to what you're saying right what else did you play
1: well that was about it i've been actually playing a lot of metal gear solid (laughs) five because it's so um it's so addicting it's uh it's actually really different from the other metal gear solid games. And I thought I would hate it. Cause it, I, it's like such a departure and it's a little less like a puzzle game and a little bit more like an action game, but it's uh, the stealth feels like really rewarding and the gameplay elements feel really rewarding. And what's fun about it that the other games don't have is that uh, you uh, are developing a base while you play. So you are like out in the field, like getting resources and stuff. And, um, then you can go and you can put resources into your base and you can manage your staff. And while you're out, you might look for enemy soldiers that have special skills and you can, like, capture them. And then you they can be, like, interrogated and, and tortured to, like, join your side and stuff. And then you have access to their skills. <laughs> Dang. And what's interesting, it takes place in the 80s. And so far, like, I have only played a few hours, but it's, like, all entirely in Afghanistan, uh, which, you know, is kind of cool because – uh, me and Taylor read games without rules. And I feel like I Mm. understand Afghanistan a lot better. And like this takes place during like the Russian occupation. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like really interesting. (laughs) Um, uh, so I've been really enjoying that and it just feels fun because you can play it like however you want. Like you can play it like a stealth game. You can play it like an action game. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of been, kind of been where I'm at. And I've also, uh, tried the Witcher three for the first time. Oh, cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had a really hard time understanding, like, kind of what was happening, like, for the first, I don't know, I probably only played 45 minutes to an hour, and I was, like, couldn't figure it out, but I finally got to a point where I could walk around and do my own thing, and I, like, accepted some quests, and so I'll probably go back to that later, but, like, that, those, like, action-style RPGs that The Witcher is like are just really not my forte for some reason.
0: Yeah, um, I, I don't know how close it is to, like, the first Witcher, but I had a really hard time getting into the witch yeah I, the witcher. I didn't
1: like the first witcher at all i thought it was a pretty it's, bad game its mechanics
0: um, were just really awkward to me
1: yeah like and... i
0: couldn't quite figure out the attack
1: like how you attack like yeah well <laughs> i don't know yeah, so because because of that, right, like, so it had that, and I thought it just, I played the Witcher, the first Witcher for like three hours, and just like, I felt like I could never figure out what was going on, or like, how the mechanics worked that well, and mm-hmm. and so I never played it, and I never gave the second Witcher a thought, but like, the thir- Witcher 3 was winning all sorts of awards, right, yeah. it was like, winning Game of the Year, and all these like, development awards, and RPG awards, and so I thought, well, there's gotta be something about it, everybody's talking about it. So I gave it a go, and it it does seem cool. I just uh, I just am not quite there yet. And then I played uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, and uh, yeah, it was Maybe the same was problem. <laughs> I played I played for like ninety minutes, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> like I could, didn't understand anything because you're just like thrown in, and it's confusing because the whole timeline of Metal Gear Solid is very confusing, right? So it's like the first game takes place in the nineties. You play as the character Solid Snake, and you avert nuclear war by destroying the metal gear um device which is like an all-terrain nuclear uh missile deployment system and so you destroy that and you while you're playing you uncover like your character is a clone and the main enemy is his clone brother and they were cloned from this like super soldier uh who like you know was a bad guy for a long time and his name was Big Boss and uh <laughs> And so then you play number two, and you play Solid Snake for like an hour, but then you play as this other guy named Raiden for the rest of the game. Snake is in it, and he helps you out and does all this shit, and it's like, oh, okay. But then the third one, you're like, I'm playing as Snake, but it takes place in the 60s. What's happening? No, you're actually playing as Big Boss, because Snake was cloned from Big Boss. They look the same. And, (laughs) And that was like the big kind of reveal at the end of Metal Gear Solid 3. And then you play four, you're back as Snake. And it takes place, like, in the future. And Metal Gear Solid Five, you think you're playing Snake, but then you find out it's in the 80s, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And you realize <laughs> you're Big Boss again. So I, and uh... I don't even know what it was, but, like, the beginning of the game, like, there's all this stuff. You wake up from a coma or something, and then you're, like, crawling through this hospital. And I was like, really? This game's literally making me crawl. What the fuck? <laughs> like, There was some high-stress shit, though, happening. I will say that that game had, like, my anxiety up, because it's like, you, you have no guns, you have no weapons, and you're injured, and you're, like, hiding from these soldiers that are just going around this hospital killing everybody. Dang. Uh, yeah, so that was intense. But it still was, like, 90 minutes. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and I finally that's... decided to skip some cutscenes and Jason was like, No man, you don't skip the cutscenes, they explain everything. I'm like, I watched sixty minutes of cutscenes and had no fucking <laughs> clue what was happening. <laughs> what did I miss? And then afterwards you start playing, and there's all these familiar characters that are throughout the series. And it's like, Okay, I think I finally have a fucking grasp on what's happening, but goddamn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that's well, so that's something that's been like part of the reason why I, I have a really hard time getting into
1: games yeah, lately
0: yeah. we've talked about this before but like
1: well I, I just... feel old I was like I feel like that wouldn't have bothered me as a younger man or a teenager even and I would have just played the game but like yeah. it really bothered me I was like <laughs> I've got well, it. I didn't buy the game it came with my P- my PlayStation Plus subscription so it's like oh that's you know, good it was basically free because I need PlayStation Plus for online access and stuff oh yeah and um and I was like okay that's cool uh but If I had bought that, I would have felt, like, really annoyed. And and, and I shouldn't have had to have played and beaten four other games to, like, you know, that be my entry point. And even with all that knowledge, I still had no fucking clue.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think, well, so that's the thing, though. Like, getting older, the amount of time that you can devote to gaming, especially when you have, like, a wife and family and stuff, uh, is just so small nowadays unless you like plan on sacrificing time from other things so to sit down and have like one hour to play a game and then you have to sit through an hour of cut scenes and stuff like the first time it just to me it's like well yeah i guess i'm not gonna play this (laughs) yeah because i don't want to spend my hour just like learning a whole new game and like getting the whole backstory um and this might be why i'm not great at at writing stories i just I've found lately that when I start playing games that have like these long dialogue moments, I just don't care. Like, I really just don't care anymore. I I, I, like just click through it. Yeah, exactly. An
1: investment. And, and one big problem is too, is it depends. Like I can't stand voice acting without text because Mm. I just want to read the text and go on. Right. And, voice acting, it's like, sometimes it's so drawn out, and yeah, it's like a great art, and sometimes it makes the games great, so if you're gonna invest all of this money in your AAA title, have voice acting, that that's fine, you know? And yeah. Pillars of Eternity, I think, ran a good balance where all of the characters have their own voices, and they all have unique things that they can say, and sometimes part of the dialogue is spoken in voice, while the rest of it is in text, but you're reading, and you just yeah. blast through, and... That feels good, but I hate when the game intentionally bogs me down, especially when I'm not invested in the game yet. You know what I'm saying? Get me invested, and then (laughs) throw the hour-long cutscenes at me. Yeah, exactly. And I'm guilty. I mean, being a fan of the Metal Gear series, I've seen hour-long cutscenes. There is a fucking cutscene in the first game that takes 90 minutes. (laughs) There's a cutscene in all the other games. Like, the final cutscene in Metal Gear Solid 3 is like two hours. And that's Dang. fine. I enjoy watching it because it's epic, and you've earned it. You've gotten to that end point, and you're like, right. holy shit, and it's yeah. epic nonstop. Um, but yeah. uh, but don't would give you... me that at the beginning.
0: Well, and that's the thing, too. I also when you,
1: would you... you wait. You what? Uh, sorry. I'll tell you after. I'll go. Okay.
0: Well, but that's the thing. Like When you first get a game and you don't really know much about it, would you rather like experience the gameplay and see if it's something you have fun with and and want to continue doing or would you rather sit there for an hour and then get to the the gameplay yeah. and be like, yeah. "Oh yeah, this gameplay is not really my style. I guess that's, I won't play that's this." That's my
1: <laughs> biggest pet peeve with with ma- with um with mandatory tutorials. Yeah, like, right? Jesus, I do not give a shit. Let me play the game and click some fucking buttons. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. you are not even gonna teach me everything. I am gonna figure out some other bullshit five hours into the game, and it wouldn't even have been in the tutorial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what I hate about Oblivion and Skyrim and, and Fallout three and Fallout four. You, if you want to play the game, you gotta go through these mandatory fucking you know thirty <laughs> minute to an hour long introductory yeah scenes that right. mean shit to the game. Well, they should and- have an option. It's like here you go. <laughs> that's for for rpgs
0: in general now that's something too that i don't care nearly as much about like i remember when i first played oblivion and you're sitting in the the cell yeah, you know in the yeah. prison and it's like asking you who are you or whatever yeah and you like customize your character and you like make him look a certain way or whatever you know you make all these decisions about appearance dude i don't give a crap at all anymore i just well, i'm glad
1: that they have that but yeah. They should have the presets. They should yeah. have all the stuff. You should be able to press the random button. Yep. I always just hit fine. random until I yeah. get
0: something that I'm like, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, me you too. <laughs> I do that in all games.
1: I yeah. do that in all games. Because I don't but I'm glad that it's there for people that enjoy it. Yeah. You know, like for sure. the Mass Effect Andromeda, um Uh, facial building and stuff was really fleshed out and people were making some cool stuff and same with oblivion and same with skyrim but i don't care and that's not the (laughs) point. i want to just get in and i oblivion is just terrible i mean it's tolerable the first time right but then after that i don't care that's how skyrim
0: is too god how many times do you have to put your head on that like that you know, yeah, and place the, to get your head chopped off, and then the see, dragon the worst, comes
1: in. See the worst. The worst part about that, though, is the fucking wagon ride. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, Dude, I cannot stand that. I know. I I turn
0: like I've restarted Skyrim probably like six or seven times, and Dude. I just like start it, and then I go like I go make lunch or something, and I come yeah. back, and it's like, oh, I guess now it's time to play. Thanks.
1: Yeah. What I do is I keep a save file. Um, oh right before right before you're done smart um and then i keep that on like a thumb drive or something (laughs) and then i just copy it over like whenever i play
0: yeah so here's that's a game design note if like have have an option to start without all the bullshit like cutscenes
1: and stuff well they want you to like You know, and granted, like, the cutscene at the beginning of Skyrim is great, but you know what? Why don't we just start with your head on the chopping block, and then you can run from the dragon. It's 15 minutes, and then you choose. Do you go with the uh, Imperial guy? Do you go with the Stormcloak guy? Yeah. You survived. Congratulations. Well, the thing is,
0: they want to make it, like, very cinematic and drawn out and make it real, like, you're in this (laughs) world. You're so immersed into it. You know, so I get where they're coming from, but maybe do it the first time, and then okay. after that, if you if you have a save file on record, allow yep. you the option or something. I don't See, know.
1: See, I'll say that the system for Morrowind is like the most streamlined. You just show up in a boat, and they're like, you know, you can skip the cutscene. I don't know anybody who watched the first fucking cutscene of Morrowind. I've played that game for thousands of hours, and I've never watched the first cutscene. <laughs> and you skip it. Wake up. You've been dreaming. I heard the guards say we've reached Morrowind. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure they'll let us go. And then you go, you get out, and it's like you just sprint up. You answer some questions, and it's all like, "Okay, what do you look like? What's your thing?" You go into the guy who's like the census, you know, like or like the immigration officer, basically, and he's like, "All right, like, what's your stats? What's your skills? Like, what class are you?" all right, see you later, <laughs> and then you're done. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It takes 30 seconds if you know what you're doing. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Nobody complains about the beginning of Morrowind. Yeah. And then there you are. You're in the world. And that's, like, that's like the, I think the best part that they do in that game is um, is that they really make you feel – I mean, because the whole time your character is called Outlander, you know, Enwa, you're, a, you're an outsider, you're a foreigner, <laughs> and they all know it. And even if you're a dark elf, because the dark elves are native to Vardenfell, where Morrowind takes place – um, uh, even if you're a dark elf that's native to there, they still can know that you're an outlander because of your fucking accent, basically. I mean, I guess <laughs> they don't necessarily say that. Well, they do, actually. Yeah, they say you sound like an outlander. But uh, they do a good job making you feel like a stranger in a foreign land. And you're walking around, there's gigantic mushrooms, gigantic bugs, and you're just thrown into the game to figure it out. Whereas in Oblivion and all this stuff, it's like... Even Skyrim, it's like gen- here's generic fantasy world, and 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 they are. That's what's fucked up. Is like I love Skyrim a lot, and I love the locale of like you know like the Nordic feel of it all. But how much more generic can it get? Castles and dragons, like right? I know. Uh, I mean, it's it's the Elder Scrolls, so it's fun, and the dragon lore in the world is like some of the most fleshed out dragon lore ever, and it's fun.
0: Yeah, it's much. one of the more generic ones for sure.
1: But yeah, and I, I'll be the first to say, man, I've sung hundreds of hours into Skyrim, and I love it. But it's it's just yeah, those options like the mandatory the mandatory tutorials and the long drawn out stuff. It's like you know, I I played Pillars of Eternity, and I barely tolerated the mandatory tutorial just because. Well, it doesn't it doesn't feel very forced. It feels very natural, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I I will say I do kind of have an itch. I I didn't put very much time into Pillars of Eternity, but now cuz I've been I started reading uh Blood Sweat and Pixels. Yep. First first chapters about Pillars, Pillars of, eternity. of Eternity. So now I'm like, "Oh, dude, I really should get into that game." You should, uh, dude.
1: It's Yeah, I honestly think it's one of the best uh RPGs ever made.
0: Yeah. Definitely. It's so good.
1: It's so good. And the best part is and Lee and, and me and Lee were arguing about this big time the other day but he was saying he hates that you can't grind by fighting enemies you can't grind and level up he hates that because the way he used to get ahead in playing Baldur's Gate was by exploiting the XP that you could gain fighting basilisks and shit and you just (laughs) you get you grind and then you're really strong and you can go and just blast through the story Mm -hmm. but in pillars you get experience for exploration and completing quests and that type of shit that's how you level up in that game is by unfolding the world. Yeah. By exploring the map, by finding quests, by completing them. You don't get that much XP for battling your way out of every situation. <laughs> and you don't get XP for going and just grinding in dungeons, really, you know? Yeah. Which I think is fun. I thought that was a great choice.
0: It definitely makes you want to do the story kind of stuff, for sure. Right. If that's right. how you get the Which most is... XP.
1: Right, which is what I – I enjoy that stuff the most, you know what I'm saying, which is why I play those games. Right. Um, nobody play like, I mean, maybe there are people, and Lee is one of them. He loves character optimization and all that type of shit, crunching the numbers, you know, which is part of why he was drawn to playing Dota. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, me, I want to play those games because I want to feel immersed in a new world, and I want to feel like I'm, you know, conquering it as I play, you know. That's what's fun about those games
0: uh speaking of which oh what so i i had a notification that tyranny was 75 percent off today Uh but i just checked and it's not anymore
1: (laughs) i uh i got that game in the humble bundle or something not that oh nice
0: have you Uh, have you played it yeah how does it compare to pillars of eternity they look um pretty similar
1: yeah they are pretty similar it's just different game worlds okay Um, I think it's different game worlds. I've put I've put dozens of hours into Pillars, and I've only put maybe two or three into Tyranny right now. Um, but it's one of the only games installed on my computer since I installed my SSD. Yeah, and uh, it's fun. It's actually one of the more unique uh, starts to any game that I've played. Um, and I guess not necessarily, but the game starts with you basically being inducted into this like this like Overlord's army as he's conquering the world and it goes through and it's a little like text adventure about it just asks you some questions and how you would handle them. And like, which faction do you uh, lie with like in this army mm-hmm. and, and how do you keep them happy? Or maybe you got to keep this group happy this time and that group happy the next time. And how do you handle this situation when it comes up and okay, you've conquered this place. Uh, the overlord wants to know which place you want to conquer next since you proved yourself. So then you get a pick like where you go and like why you go there and, and it determines the starting state of the world uh, for you that way. Oh, so it's okay. it's like it determines like your yeah, it determines your um, your point like your uh, you know association with the different factions like whether it's poor, whether it's strong, whether it's happy or whatever. Um, and that's how the game starts. And so uh, it's pretty interesting that way. And I haven't played that much, but um, you know the the big mechanic in that game was. You know the consequences of your actions throughout the whole game. You know, yeah. Um, it, which you know, lots of RPGs awesome. tote that, but yeah, dude, it's really fun, and it's the same fighting and style and everything as Pillars. So
0: yeah, and I, I really like the color scheme that they're using. It's kind of different for like there's a lot more purples and oranges and stuff. Looks yeah, cool. I like that.
1: I, yeah, I really like that game, and I think it's like the same engine basically as. It seems
0: like it. It really looks yeah. similar. So.
1: And, you know, it's got the very positive, positive results. And you can't go wrong with Obsidian. And the games look great, man. So um, I'd suggest playing
0: Paradox, dude. Paradox yeah. yeah. Some really good games, too.
1: Yeah, Paradox is just killing it with these great... They're just, just... publishing it, but it's yeah, still like... Yeah. Um, and then Obsidian, man. You know, Chris Avalon, I think this was his game. I think he wrote this one. Oh, he okay. didn't have as much to do with Pillars, but I think he wrote... I could be wrong about that, but...
0: That's cool. I know he's your boy. Yeah, yeah. Um I was going to mention so just speaking of games we're playing. So I've been playing Divinity 2, which is a mm-hmm. lot of fun, obviously. Uh they have some cool new things involved like uh one thing in this game, it I I like it, but I'm actually not sure how much I like it. Um in the last game, basically the enemies just had like health. Um and in this game, everybody has a physical armor and magic armor. Um I think in the other game, they had those still, but it didn't have as much of an effect on you. And in this one, you have to like break down their physical armor and their magical armor before like your type of attack can really get through to their health, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. So it's actually a lot harder, I feel like. But I love Divinity. It's so fun. The fighting mechanics are amazing. And uh, it's cool like having a new party, because I felt like... You know, the last one, the last playthrough I did was, like, 100 hours, and I felt so, like, invested, and I knew everything about all the party members and everything, so it's cool to get new ones and stuff. Um, so I've been playing that with my good buddy Danny from college uh, every Friday, which has been cool, usually right before we podcast. Yeah. Um, and then I decided this week, since I don't spend very much time playing games, I might as well invest into some mobile games and, like, try... Yeah. You know, try some of those out. And I'm Keep actually... Dragon Pass, baby! I didn't get that one. But I did get... I'm pretty sure we talked about the game Reigns at one point. Does that sound familiar? It's like basically this game where it's very simplistic. You go into the game and you're presented with a card. And at the top, you have these four different kind of resources like faith or religion, manpower, fighting power, and money, basically. And you have to basically like buy your choices. those those resources get used in different ways and so you're presented with things like oh you know an enemy has stormed the our castle do you want to fight or flee or whatever and then based on those choices your resources go up or down and there's all kinds of interesting stuff uh that that they come up with but really it's all it is is each each like round you just have a choice to make yes or no or whatever and then you're just trying to kind of beat your high score, like for number of years that you were in power, like that you reigned. And it was just kind of cool, kind of fun, uh, really a casual type game. And I've really enjoyed it. I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this at one point, um, but I could be wrong. Um, the other games that I got, one of them's free. That's really cool. It's called Dead Shell. Mm-hmm. And basically you're like these... It's kind of like a space horror type of game where you're like this company that's going out and looting like derelict Vestals or something and you face enemies each time. And so you have like this party and you have different members of that party that have different specialties. Like some people are better with handguns or shotguns or healing and you unlock those by going out and adventuring basically. And all you really do, it's super basic. You just click on the character that you want and then you say fight. And you go out and you find like a vessel, and what's this one called again? It's called uh, Dead Shell. It's free. It's re- it's actually really fun, um, and you just like you know start exploring this the ship basically that you've attached oh, to. Yeah. And then you you see different enemies, and you can you know like there might be one enemy that's a certain type, or like a group of three that that are different types, and you go in and you choose the type of weapon you're going to use, and you just kind of like fight them just by, like, tapping the screen, basically, yeah. and uh, it's super fun, I-, I don't know, like, it actually inspired me, because the mechanics and everything are not advanced in any way, but the game itself is fun, and there's still, like, it- like, RPG elements, you have level ups and all that kind of stuff, but it made me feel like, wow, I could make this game, you know, it's kind of cool, so I've been playing it here and there like ten minutes every every day or something. Um but if you guys want a cool free mobile game, check out check out Dead Shell. It's pretty good.
1: Dead Shell looks legit. Rains looks legit too.
0: Yeah, it is it's fun. I like it. Um and then the yeah. other game I got is called Hidden Folks. Uh which is basically it's like barely even a game. It's basically like a Where's Waldo type of game.
1: Oh yeah. I see um, you talking about that
0: it's it's fun and actually what's been fun and this might be why i'm not getting as much sleep is that every night after my stream when i get in bed me and Allie play it together because we just you know i pull it open and it's like all it is is this basically like game where everything's drawn up and it's black and white and they have like little um people or things that you have to find in this particular world and so you just like look around the level and if you find it you tap on it and and then you can, depending on if you find all the items, you can advance to the next level. And just like really cool you know, hand-drawn levels that are very intricate and unique. Um and it part of it that made me laugh was all of the sound effects are done by people's mouths. <laughs> so it totally reminds me of something I would make. Uh and I'm finding that I do really like these little casual games where I don't have to think a lot. I don't have to deal with kinda of like what you're saying with all the freaking huge cutscenes and stories and all that kind of junk it's just it's kind of nice
1: yeah it is um yeah that's kind of why i like mobile but i tend to i don't know i have a hard time um because you know it's i desire games for like certain aspects and i think like persistent gameplay is like one of them right Mm -hmm. like i like being able to like You know, that's what I like about Metal Gear Solid V is that I can play and I can explore the map and do missions, but I'm also, like, building my base, and it's, like, fun to see those results. And that's why Pillars is fun, too, because you get a base in Pillars, and you um, can spend gold to upgrade it, and you can hire soldiers to defend it when you're away and all this type of stuff. Oh, that's cool. And as well as, like, you can persuade some of, like, the big magic creatures in the world to, like, help you out, you know? Like, I got a big ogre who helps me defend it, and all because, Mm. like, instead of killing him on a quest, like, I I told him I could help him come up with another way of, like not bothering anybody and uh you know so that's fun and that's what I find I have problems with in mobile games the most and probably is why I'm like I'm really drawn to you know like the choice of games that I we used to talk about earlier yeah. on in the podcast mm-hmm. yeah because you know your choices are kind of persistent throughout your playthrough of the game and even though like you know there's a limited number of like story arcs and narrative lines and stuff it's still kind of fun to explore that and see what you can do but you know I I have, like, Mini Metro on my phone. I play that a lot, which is fun. Yeah, I actually almost like, bought that. <laughs> it's it's worth the five bucks. I've definitely played it. You yeah. know. I wish I would have got it on the Humble Bundle uh, for five bucks with, like, ten other games, but I <laughs> didn't, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, and also, I got another one that I play all the time, like, every day. It's called King of Dragon Pass, and uh, it's so fun because it's, like, a little, like, sieve management-type game, and kind of, like, it almost looks like Reigns a little bit in that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, where it's like yeah you play as this tribe of people that live in this mythical land called Dragon Pass and you can like forge alliances with like other tribes or you can raid them and steal their cattle and you're like managing your number of like warriors versus your number of farmers you have to like appoint people to the council and when they die you have to like appoint new people and you want a balanced council because they give you advice on certain things to help you like determine how to go forward with all these different factions or different random um, encounters that happen. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And um, so I play that like, it's so fun. And it originally wasn't a mobile game. It was a PC game in like the nineties, but (laughs) Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. But they ported it and it's like so good. So I wish list it. Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, cool, dude. Uh, Uh, Did you have more you want to say? Sorry.
1: No. Nice.
0: Yeah, I I just really, lately, it's kind of like, well, like, to make games, you really have to play a lot of games, and I haven't really been playing a lot of games for, like, ever since we stopped playing Counter-Strike, so.
1: Yeah, that's... uh. Yeah, that's what they and that's what they say about every craft, man. It's like Stephen King is famous for saying, you know, in order to be a writer, you have to do two things more than anything else. You have to read a lot and you have to write a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't be a good writer without reading. I mean there I'm sure there are people out there that are, but it helps. So <laughs> yeah, <for sure>. <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: Well, since we're getting close to the end of the end of our time, I did wanna wanna mention the uh the whole review thing. Um, So we discovered this week that we have more reviews than we thought we did for the podcast. Uh, We didn't realize that we can't see pod podcast reviews that are outside the U.S. for some reason. <laughs> so Rhett found a, a website that allowed him to look at some of those reviews, and we only have one other one that we missed. But I definitely wanted to like just shout out uh, the person who gave us that review. Uh, this is from Andrew Knox, who's a follower on twitter so appreciate you andrew we've had some good conversations for sure um but andrew uh just said many podcasts for game dev are done by folks years if not decades into their careers this is the first one done at the start of the journey the real start if you need some inspiration or just realization that you're not alone on your own game devs quest then listening on ret and taylor uh you won't regret it stay the past fellas and move along home so yeah Just wanted to shout you out, man. Appreciate the Yeah, sorry we didn't notice
1: that before, but we now have a way to see reviews from outside the U.S. So uh, we really appreciate the time that everybody's taken to do that and send us ratings and reviews and all that sort of stuff. It really goes a long ways to helping us out. It's like, you know, the currency of the podcast world. For sure. Yeah, Um, thanks,
0: man. Appreciate that. I
1: think with that, we're kind of of wrapping up to the end. There's one more thing I really want to talk about because we haven't talked about it uh, at all on the podcast, really, But uh, we recently have partnered with uh, Humble Bundle to uh, help support our podcast. And we have some like meager costs associated with it, you know, server fees and um, bandwidth uh, stuff and, uh, you know, maintaining our domain name and all that sort of stuff. And it's not that much, um, but, you know, it's money that comes straight out of our pockets. And so uh, we figured just, you know something that we talk about all the time and I believe in and even though IGN has taken over and I wasn't quite sure of Humble Bundle after that um, they still are a great platform and they still have great products on there and uh, every once in a while you might see us uh, post a link and you know to Humble Bundle and if you guys ever use that link to like make a purchase a little bit of that money that you spend goes to support us. And the really cool part about it is that anybody's familiar with Humble Bundle, you'll know that the fun thing about it is is you can control uh, how much money goes where. So traditionally, when you buy a bundle, uh, that bundle has like a theme and it's tied in with a charity. And when you buy something and it, let's say it's 20 bucks to get everything or whatever, uh, you can use the sliders at the bottom to say, well, okay, I want this much percentage to go to Humble Bundle. I want this much percentage to go to the game developers, and I want this much percentage to go uh, to the charity. Well, if you use any of our links... Um, There's a fourth slider on there, and it's Game Devs Quest. So you can control how much goes to the charity, how much goes to the game developers, how much goes to Humble, and how much goes to Game Devs Quest. And of course, we don't expect anybody to crank that slider all the way up. We really do want you guys to support game developers, but uh, you know, any little bit that's tacked on there it is going to go directly towards supporting this podcast and you know, growing um, our presence and hopefully being able to fund and finance uh, further projects associated with game devs quest. Um, so of course there's no pressure there, but if you ever are going to make a purchase on there anyways, if you do it using one of our links, it really, really helps us out. So I, you guys will see us uh, kind of touting that on Twitter and all that sort of thing. Cause there are some great, great resources on humble bundle. Of course, our podcast was sort of born from a humble bundle in a sense, <laughs> I mentioned to Taylor one time I said hey they got this game dev bundle I think you're like into coding or something (laughs) (laughs) right and uh, what a fateful day it was man and that was the bundle that included pixel edit and all of these other things that we use to make games Um, and I think that's been the single most valuable humble bundle I've ever bought but there's been other ones uh, coding books you know how to like uh, they were they've had a book bundle on unity they've had a book bundle on the unreal engine they've had a book bundle on photoshop and photo manipulation software uh they've had game um, maker studio for 15 bucks <laughs> yeah yep yeah, they had game maker that's right man yeah. um they have all sorts of things so anytime you see something like that on there that you want hit us up and we'll send you a link and uh you know of course you don't have to you don't have to use our links if you don't want to. That's cool, too. But uh, if you ever see them around, like I said, they're good for 24 hours. You click on it, make a purchase, and a little bit goes to us. So um, I think that's our big push for that. Um, we'll try to we'll try to keep the, the plug small in the future.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um,
1: anything and else we... you want to
0: say? No, I think that's it. Thanks, man. Yeah. So we talking. really
1: appreciate it, guys. Um, thanks so much for listening. You can hit us up Twitter at game devs quest email us gdq at airpodcast.com please leave us a rating and a review on itunes because it's like i said the currency of the podcast world and it really uh, is such an easy thing to do and it goes so far for us um and of course we're on facebook uh these days facebook.com airpodcast and you can find all these episodes and more on itunes or airpodcast.com or stitcher if that's your thing
0: um, yeah, and a reminder, if you guys want to advertise the One Mechanic Game Jam, we'd appreciate it. Nice. Uh link there is bit.ly forward slash omgjam3. Uh, additionally, we have a a link to Discord. I, I feel like now, if we <laughs> it was kind of cheesy back then that we didn't have a, a full permanent link. But now you can get to our Discord just by going to bit.ly forward slash gdqdiscord. So I definitely Sweet. invite all of you listeners to come hang out with us. Learn along with the community. It's it's growing and uh, very fruitful place to be. So, heck yeah,
1: and uh... yep. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll do it. Of course, I'm Rat.
0: I'm Taylor. Thanks, guys.
1: Two damn music. Oh yeah. <laughs>